0: Joshua Tree National Park, October 1999. The coffee-scanned man has walked through this desert before, felt its warmth, felt its desolation, and felt its beauty seep into him. It rejuvenates him. He's come here each fall for years, at first just to walk, to be in the immenseness in the silence, to be away for a few days, away from her crippling illness her need, her pain. It's selfish, but she understands, and she encourages him to go. She knows he needs this time, that it sustains him through the inevitable and interminable northern Ohio winter, when the pain will be the worst, when she may not leave the chair, when her workers will meet her at the door and wheel her to her lab at the start of the day. When he will meet her at the end of the day and carry her inside and tend to her, love her, and be loved. She knows he needs this time, and she needs it too, to not feel like his burden for a time, to pray alone. Because she knows that very soon, when it is finally over, when her pain ends, his will begin, that prayers will end for him. That he will curse whatever God has made this happen. She knows he will survive this final sadness, but suspects he will be forever altered. So she sends him away each fall to the desert he loves. On this morning, he has walked far back between the rocks and mountains in the desert. The air is still. His footfalls excessively loud, intrusive. The colors at sunrise. The scents of slowly opening flowers. Peace. The desert at sunrise. Hope. Far from the trailhead. Solitude farther from the road. Closer to life. He spots what could be called a set of steps in a dike on a school bus-sized boulder. Set between the mountains, it is surrounded by Joshua trees. A pinion pine grows right out of the crack. Nolina brush against its base. He steps onto the rock, scrambles up, and stands atop. He surveys the sea of sand and rock and plants. So many trees in the high desert. In the distance, biblical numbers of birds swarm over the water behind Barker Dam. For it has rained, like it never rains here in the desert. Remnants of a hurricane have traveled up from Mexico and dropped a foot of rain in the previous week. And what has always been a brown and dusty place is, for a while, a green and watered paradise. Chola de Tura, Nina Bigalova, Creosote, Joshua trees, all in bloom. No two days in the high desert have ever been the same for him. But today could not have been more different in a dream. He returns to the plants and trees on the desert floor begins to hike between the thousands of cactus toward the birds, towards the dam. Never seen it like this, he says. Neither have I, she says. They stand together and apart, backs to the rock, facing the acres of water hidden in the high desert. She is much younger than he. Pretty. Lithe. More than a child, less than a woman. A climber. She turns away from the water, back to the rock, traversing, falling, traversing, falling, from a shelf of rock inches above the desert floor. The rock is brown, light brown, dark brown, sandy brown, featured, polished in places from too many hands, disgraced with chalk. While this generation marvels at the nearby native carvings, Later generations will wonder at the careless, senseless destruction wrought by the chalk. Chalk to dry hands while climbing rocks adrift in an ocean of sand. No grass grows in this spot. Too many footsteps and too many crash pads have destroyed too much.